Rosie Socks It's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas yeah, it's also Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Do you know Hanukkah. what the number? And happy Kwanzaa. Happy what? <laughs> Kwanzaa. What is that? <laughs> That's another one. It's another, another fun one. celebration. Um, do you know that it took 25 years mm-hmm. for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas to hit number one? I mean, that- 25 years, and it happened last week. That to me seems so crazy because that is like the number one song that I hear it's a every essential. All I want for yes. Christmas is you. So since we're recording this before Christmas, what are you doing today <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas? Oh, you know, just opening presents, yeah. running around like a freaking. We're not crazy doing presents person. this year. Are you doing presents for the kids, but not yes. for us? See, David suggested we do that too, but I said no. <laughs> you know what it is? I just feel like. I feel like the next four years are really about our future. Okay. And every single year we spend thousands of dollars on Christmas. Like, and we, and then it's all this stuff that we don't even need. Right. If I pull back everything for four years, we can probably get our dream house. See? So is that what the plan is? That's the plan. Like literally live on nothing for four (laughs) years and then buy the dream house. See, there's something like really gratifying about that though. When you get that to that goal, you're like, yes, it was all worth it. But then I get like, I start going around to the shops and then I like hear the Christmas music. No. And then I'm like, David, what did you put under the tree for me? (laughs) (laughs) I love presents and my parents used to be really about giving presents but i just feel like we open these presents and they're like five hundred dollars two hundred dollars a thousand bucks however much you spend and then we lose the excitement because the dopamine levels like raised we get super excited for that day or that week and then you don't care like do you really care about your chanel bag do you i mean like it doesn't give me that much joy like i have it but it doesn't give me that much joy does sit in a special place in my closet. Are you getting a Chanel bag? I mean, that would be a nice gift. Hint, hint, David. This year, I want it to be less about stuff. Okay. It's that that the, the art of tidying up. Yes. When I live in nothing, I feel so much happier. You're right. You're right. We know what we should do. We should sit down mm-hmm. and we should do this with at each with each other's houses. Is like go over. Yeah. You come to mine. I go to yours, and we will do the Marie Kondo and be like. Does this bring you joy? And like, we're like, no, but it could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have so much stuff. I have a whole two car garage, mm-hmm. Roxy, with stuff in there that we don't use. Like, is it, what is it? Like, what's furniture and lights and closets and clothes and gifts and children's toys? And we have a whole double garage of stuff. So, why do you think you're holding on to it? Because I haven't gone through it. Okay. But then the funny thing is I'm not missing it because we don't have it in the house. So just right. get rid of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. But also we could make a lot of money from selling it. But then who has the time for that? I know. See, there, but there's so many excuses why. There's it's, so it's, many right? excuses. I know. So many excuses. And you're just like, it's also like sort of daunting to think about going through something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, that's how I feel like when I think about organizing like mm-hmm. my closet or like, you know, stuff like storage. Yeah. I'm like. Just a thought. You just need to do it compartmentalized. <laughs> and you do, need to do like a draw a day. I do that. That's smart. But I'm holding on to underwear that I haven't fucking worn in like two years. And it doesn't even fit me. Why the fuck do I still have it? Is it sentimental? You no. Like nothing no. special attached. I have granny panties and sexy <laughs> panties. That's all I have. But like I just I'm like don't throw out the sexy panties even though 
you haven't worn them in like three years because they were so expensive. Right. It's hard to part with stuff that was valued with money. Do you ever get this too? I always trip out, especially about underwear, like getting rid of underwear. Because do you have people that come through your garbage sometimes? Oh like and always, wearing your yeah. sexy lingerie. <laughs> or they're No, like, I don't think about that. Sniffing it. Or throw I don't away. know. Ew. <laughs> like something weird. No. 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 So just out. throw the underwear away. Don't worry about somebody finding it later, right? Well, I like to donate, not my underwear, but I like to donate yeah. clothes. Right. Or I give it to our nanny um, has a family in El Salvador, mm-hmm. like an extended family, and they don't have very much. So we give them so much because the, the clothes that we have aren't like dirty clothes. They're like nice some of them have tags on them that we haven't used like they're really nice things and i know that she'll get the value and joy her family will um more than we will so i try to do that but it's just it i'm finding it hard to part with stuff but we're living in stuff you know like we're not hoarders at all like you'd come in and think our house is so clean but then you open a drawer and there's like a million things in the drawer like that needs to go yeah or do you have like i have this one closet that we just like shove everything into it and there's like from umbrellas to brace toys to like yeah her old potty chair is and you think there. it's not there you're like just throw it in there just throw it in there yeah it's like the <laughs> don't think closet. about it yeah yeah and i'm like we don't need to hold on to her old training yeah. potty like yeah. we need to like throw that out they say that anxiety and mental mm-hmm. um mental health problems are reduced significantly when you have less things I bet because you yeah. don't have that burden on No, your and you can think straight and you're not stressed out. Like your life is so crazy. Then you walk into your house and everything else is crazy in there. It's like you don't – this the next two weeks or before the kids go back to school or before my kid goes back to school, we're going to get rid of so much stuff. So you can come over and oh. take whatever you want Woo! with tags on it. <laughs> but that's why we don't want to buy stuff for Christmas. It's just more stuff. Because then you have to find a place for it too. Yeah, and also don't you feel like the money that you make with your husband is together? Like I make my Money, he makes money so it's kind of like i'm buying my own present you know what i mean like i'm buying half of the chanel bag and i'm like i don't want to spend my own money you know it's true it's true when you have a combined like effort yeah, everything's like that, together everything is together it's like you're just really using your own money to buy yeah stuff i know? always say to sean i'm like if you get this like weird like million dollar check <laughs> buy me stuff and don't tell me about it because it's your money yeah. but like I, but again when it's owls i'm like just buy stuff for the kids and also phoenix gets less joy what like for her birthday yeah. she got like 26 presents mm-hmm. she doesn't even open them most of them she opened right. our presents she though, did right? she <laughs> la- and you're like what she loved your present i took you a picture um but it's like because it's just too much stuff yeah it's too much stuff and you know what there there's actually a study out there that says that kids who have less toys are happier and they use their imagination more because they're more creative because they don't want And I totally agree with stuff, that. Stuff, right? To like play with. I always say to Sean, I'm like, stop buying her things. Yes. You know, there has to be a better way. Right. You know? Right. I know. I think it's, it's, um. They it's say they're thing. actually more intelligent as well when you have less stuff. So I find that so interesting. It says too many options mm-hmm. in the toy room can overstimulate and overwhelm a child so that he can't focus, he or she can't focus on or learn from any of them. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like when you have 50 toys in front of you, how are you learning from one? I, I, this study is up my alley. Right? It's so true. <laughs> and plus, like when you have that much external stimulation, you don't need to use your brain. You don't need to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you've got less, you really mm-hmm. have to think more. Yeah. And use your imagination to create, like, the mm-hmm. fun around you. It says an abundance of toys present reduces the quality of the toddler's play. Fewer toys at once may help toddlers to focus better and play more creatively. Yes, yes. I 
100% agree with that. And in fact, we started talking to her about this. Now, I don't know if Phoenix has, is the same way, but Bray mm-hmm. is very like attached to some of her toys. Right, right, right. And don't and, throw those ones and don't away. Throw, you know, but she's not attached like 400. Right. right. And so we're going to start a thing where we give away mm-hmm. her toys and she gets to pick Choose, you know, yeah. like 10 toys at a time and like yeah. go take them for donation, yeah. you know, and then hopefully she'll get a sense of like giving back. My brother does this and I think it's not right. He just goes in and throws the toys out. And I don't think that's the right thing. And I get the whole point of it. It's kind of like, well, you don't need this. You haven't played with it. But it's like throwing your Chanel bag out and going, well, you know, you haven't worn a Chanel bag in in 60 days. So, you know, you might as well just throw it out. I I, I totally agree with his wife on that one. Like you should not be throwing out your kids' toys unless they have some kind of involvement. You know what? David did that a couple of times. Oh, my God. She freaked out so bad, like yeah, she because yeah. of course three weeks later that was the one toy she was exactly. She's for. like, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's purple my dragon? Right. <laughs> where's my octopus? Yeah. Like, and you're like, uh, I'm like, uh octopus went to uh, toy heaven. Like, you just can't do that kind of yeah. stuff, you know. They, they need to be involved, and then they have some kind of sense of like they feel like they're part of something that's happening to them. Yes. So, I agree. And it's funny how the attachments that they form to some of these things. Mm-hmm. You don't know which ones are, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't know which ones they're more attached to. And so less think, stuff. Yeah, less stuff though. Less stuff this year. Less stuff, less stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. Now, have you been indulging this holiday season with food and I'm having sugars? a problem with sugar right now. And I don't know why, but like I came back from Germany where I was at German Comic-Con with the Pretty Liars people. Mm-hmm. And... I came back and all I wanted to do, like the minute that plane landed, I was like, I need to eat and drink. And it's probably because this year has been so stressful that in a way it's like a way to like disconnect because it's like, I can't really drink and I can't really take drugs. I mean, you're you're a mother, right? So it's like, how can you escape? And everyone feels like they need to escape at some point of the year. And for me, it's near the end of it because it's just like, there's no phones ringing and there's no email. So like, I want to disconnect. So for me, Lately, it's been sugar, and that's rare. Like, I don't normally do that, but like, I'm getting like a slice of cake, and I'm like eating uh, like a block of chocolate. So, mm-hmm. but I know it's not good for you. But you know what? I, you don't be too hard on yourself because there is Meh. <laughs> no, there is. You still look beautiful. You still look amazing. And you know what? If you want to have like, obviously, probably not advisable to eat an entire cake. But right. like, if you, oops, oops, <laughs> oopsie. But if you want to have a slice of cake, like every now and again or whenever, right. Have it if it makes you happy, yeah. you know, if it makes you happy. But, I mean, that being said, I mean, it's hard, too, because sugar is around so much this time of the year, right? And I have heard uh-huh. that, and I've heard this for a long time, and it's funny because we were talking about an article that was like a nine-year study explains the relationship between sugar and cancer. And I've always heard that sugar exacerbates cancer cells um, because it feeds on sugars. So, like... I always feel like it's fine, like have have a block of chocolate for yourself. But then what is that ultimately long-term effect doing to my body? Yes, it is scary because that is the fuel for cancer, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, we have to, I guess like everything else, right? Like we sort of have to live in some sort of moderation because you yeah. do want to be happy, but 
you also don't want to hurt your body. Yeah. So it is it is very tricky. Um, what do you, do you usually like in January? Do do you do any sort of cleanse or? Yeah, and I get frustrated with that too because I'm like, oh, we just overindulge again. What I was talking about last episode is like the Oprah thing, right? right. So like we overindulge because like <laughs> my hairdresser said he was like, I'm gonna stop stop working out for two weeks just so my before picture looks better because then I'm gonna start working out on January first. I'm like, that's such an interesting mentality to have. Yeah, it's kind of like how can I make my Myself kind of really lose like lose my shape so I can work like and I don't think we need to do that I think it needs to be an ongoing yearly thing like why do we go because it's, when it's just let's do it in the first of the year I feel like it, you can't sustain it no and you fall off you fall off definitely and you do it for like four weeks and then you then yes. you're done with it I'd rather like in my mind I'd rather work out even like two to three times a week all year round than like five to six times a week just for the first month yeah. of January, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and just keep the consistency. And as moms, you know, we're busy, we're working moms. Yeah. As many of you guys out there are too. And it's like, sometimes you just don't have time to yeah. like yeah. get to the gym or go work out and you feel guilty, you know, but it's like, where is that line? You know, it's funny because when you go to the beach, mm -hmm. there's such a wide range of bodies right and yet all we see and we talk about this a lot is this perfectionism and right. it's like these perfect bodies and then when you go to the beach you realize that everyone's got bits and love handles right. and, a, and 10 extra pounds and sagging skin and we don't feel as crazy like there's so much more of the majority that doesn't have these perfect bodies so it's interesting that we think we're going to be happier when we're 10 pounds skinnier or when we have a six-pack or when our butt is like you know the right shape it's like are we going to be happier or yeah. are we just going to keep trying to, you know, go down that rabbit hole to try to keep that type of body? You know, it's in a way it's also like self-sabotage because it always gives us an excuse to not be happy with ourselves, mm -hmm. to always be chasing that 10 pounds. Yeah. So it's like automatically like we just can't be happy with where we are. Yeah. So it's like if I just lost this and I'd be, you know, happier and because of that, I'm down on myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. Going back to the health aspect, though, mm. especially when we're talking about sugar in that article, they were saying that cancers are addicted to certain things, and those cancers are addicted to insulin and sugar. And it actually what happens when that sugar comes from vegetables and fruit is it acts very differently in our body. Mm -hmm. So like we do have to think about, you know, let's not in 2020 think about losing weight and think about more, more about health. Health, right. Yeah. And the quality of food we're putting in our exactly. mouth, right? Quality. Like, so yes, you can have some great fruit or something mm -hmm. like a natural source of like that exactly. sweetness. But it's like probably not advisable to have, you know, like the more like artificial yeah. sugars and things like that. So I was at a dinner last night and we were talking about, do you notice in Los Angeles how bad the um, the homeless has gotten? Oh, my God. I mean, it, it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. It's, and it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Actually, I we had friends that were staying with us last week mm -hmm. um, that lived down the down the way a little bit in Orange County. And she was so shocked. She was taking videos. Oh. like. I've never seen person. anything like never it. Never seen it. When my parents come to visit from Dallas, they're like, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah. It's awful. 
And you don't really know what to do. And I think right. that's part of the problem because we all feel like we can't help. Right. And so when every single person that's like, even like with global warming, when every single person thinks that they can't make a difference, then no one does anything. Right. But if someone can just do something small, mm-hmm. but then you wonder like, are you supposed to be giving food or shelter right. when a lot of them are drug addicted right. and a lot of them are mentally unstable? I read this article that said this woman was walking the street really close to my house because mm-hmm. we're up in the hill. But the minute you get down the hill, it's like you're right in the center mm-hmm. of Hollywood. Would. So she was walking down the hill and a, and a man put a whole bag of diarrhea over her head. Oh my God, I yeah. saw that. And so she's been like two years of like trying to like, you know, get tested. And, oh my God. and, you know, it's like, that's the kind of thing that's scary. Like you walk in and you go, here's, here's some food and, and, and some right. blankets and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You, you're almost like taking your own life in your own hands yeah, that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's very scary. I have a friend, um, just going back to like how you can help. She carries hygiene kits in her car right. that she just made at home, like with a Ziploc bag, a travel toothpaste, a travel mm-hmm. toothbrush. If it's a woman, she puts like tampons or mm-hmm. pads, like just little, and she sort of hands that out as yeah. she sees people because those are also, yeah. I mean, as well as the food and water that they need, but those yeah. are also things that they really need to But then there's an interesting um, debate about if you are giving them things to make them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. are you keeping them on the street? It's interesting. And though. not going into like a housing facility where it's safe. Like mm-hmm. when you don't have your basic needs met and you're desperate, you mm-hmm. probably will try to go to a facility that has some of those kind of stuff. So maybe the answer is to have more of those facilities that are right. accessible to people who need <clears throat> help. That's a, I think that's part of the problem too, because they're so overcrowded mm-hmm. that there's spill it like spillover, you know, and it's like people don't can't get a meal or like can't get a bed at night. Yeah. And it's like I think help make creating more of those yeah. spaces would definitely help. But in Dublin, mm-hmm. did you read the article about yeah. them getting the homeless off the street by making them tour guides? That is, it's such a smart idea. Such a smart idea. Right? But then you have to make sure that they're not mentally unstable right. or right. drug addicted yeah. because you shouldn't be showing, you know, Dublin yeah. if it's not safe for your children. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, a lot of people... <clears throat> a lot of people are mentally unstable and drug addicted, but a lot of people that are homeless too are just down on their luck. No. And that's the perfect They're not bad opportunity. People, right. No. That's the perfect opportunity for somebody like that. I always look at homeless people and I go, I can't, like, they're someone's daughter right. or someone's son. Like, where did it go wrong? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I had my child who's on the streets, I would do everything I could to try to get them off the streets. Now, I know it can be hard because some of them are drug addicted. So, how do you stop that right. cycle? But it's like, I would try to do everything right i know i couldn't imagine not knowing where my child is like i wouldn't sleep at night you Mm -hmm. know it's like you couldn't there was not would never be peace yeah you know it's hard to help people though who don't want to help themselves and i feel like that in life in general like you can only lead you can lead a dog to water but you can't make him drink right and a lot of you know the sad fact is too a lot of these um the homeless people are LB, LGBTQ youth mm-hmm. that are cast out by their families. Like their families don't accept them. They have nowhere to go because they're so young. They don't have jobs. You mm-hmm. know, they're literally living on the street. And it's the most, it's awful. It's awful. I don't understand not accepting your child for who they are right. and still thinking that it's a choice on who to love. Right. I just, if it's not part of your plan, that's one thing, but you can still love the person. You don't like, you know, I've heard from really religious people like love the person, not the sin right? right. because they think it's a sin. I don't, right. but it's just like, I don't get completely 
putting your kids out to pasture when you don't agree with something. They're their own people. They're their own people. And again, it goes like, for me, it goes back to, I could never not have her in my life. You know what I mean? Like I would always accept her no matter what. And it's, your new kid that you're trying to have. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kid that has not appeared yet. Yes. But but maybe well. trying <laughs> to have the kid. Yes. Unbeknownst to my husband. <laughs> Unbeknownst. Well, right. we're almost hitting our time's up. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Short and sweet, Roxy Soxy. Short and sweet. Oh my Short gosh. Sweet. Well, I hope that everybody is having a great holiday Wonderful season, right? Christmas. Wonderful Christmas. Happy year. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. And happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> it's another fun, It's another like, one. <laughs> well, thank so, you, Roxy Soxy. Thank you, my little And I'll Tam see you Tam. in the new year. Yes. And where can everyone find us? Women on Top Official. On Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> Every time you do this, <laughs> women on top focus. Oh Lord! Yay. And then what's your name? And then my name is at Red Carpet Roxy with yeah. a Y. And at Tam and Sarasok. And we love you guys. And here's to 2020. Here's to 2020. And please don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow us, comments, because we want to hear from you. We love you. And we are women on top. top.